Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. If you're looking for more purpose, more passion, more joy in your life, then you have come to the right place. I am your host, coach and life alchemist, Sharin Eskandani, and I have worked with thousands of people showing them how to create their dream lives while also living their dream lives. This podcast is where mindset, mindfulness, and manifestation meet. Together, we're going to release limiting beliefs, put your dreams into motion, all while prioritizing your ease, rest, and joy. Let's do this, love. Hi, love. Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. This is where we take a deeper dive into my Mindset Monday post, which you can read on Instagram at Wholehearted Coaching. Or if you want to go even deeper into this week's episode and get my free weekly journal prompts, sign up for my email list and you'll be able to explore the topics we're talking about in this episode even further. You can do that in the show notes or by heading to my website, wholehearted-coaching.com. And if you're interested in working with me, whether that's one-on-one in one of my group programs or one of my transformational courses, you can head to my website, wholehearted-coaching.com slash offerings to find out more. And of course, you can also head to the show notes and all of this information will be waiting for you there. All right, love, welcome to this week's episode. Today's episode is all about productivity. We're going to be talking about how we can get all of the things done. So if you are someone who struggles with your to-do list, who seems to have a never-ending list of things and tasks you need to do, this episode is for you. And as I say that, I'm pretty sure that's everyone, everyone in the wholehearted community, because here is what I know to be true about you. Here's what I know to be true about this community. We have big dreams, and we also have big lives. And that means we got a lot on our plates. We have so much that we want and need to do professionally and personally. Some of us here have full-time jobs and side hustles. Some of us here have families or communities that we're taking care of. We're also trying to take care of ourselves. And so it's really easy for us to get to the end of a week or a month or a year and think, oh my gosh, why am I so bad at being productive? This is a community of dreamers. And one thing I know to be true about dreamers is that our to-do lists never get shorter. They just get bigger and bigger with every dream that we have. They get bigger and bigger with every dream that we realize. So this episode, love, is about how we can be productive the wholehearted way. So that means I'm not going to be talking about life hacks. I'm not going to tell you to wake up at 5 a.m. unless that's something you love to do. I'm not going to tell you about a bullet journal or all of that stuff. And, And again, those things can be super helpful. But this is about going inward. It's about looking how we can unlock that part of us that allows us to be productive, authentically, genuinely productive. And before we even dive into this discussion, I want to say one thing. We live in a society where we're constantly being told to be more productive. 
Like, I don't need to tell you that. We are constantly being told to do more, to be more, to just be doing all of the time. And I want to let you know that, love, you do not need to be doing more. You do not need to be producing all of the time. You do not need to be productive all of the time. We deserve rest, ease, and joy. And so while today's episode is about productivity, I don't want you to think that this is about you pushing yourself to do more when you are exhausted, when you just can't seem to. This isn't about hustle and grind, but this is about how can we make our dreams come alive with all of the things that we need to do and really want to do. This is a way of looking at productivity that is, I think, more kind and more gentle. And it's a way that we can look at productivity that allows us to really thrive alongside the demands of our goals and our dreams. You do not have to be producing and productive all of the time. This is not what this episode is about. This episode acknowledges that as dreamers, we want certain things to happen in our lives. And that requires us to be productive, for lack of a better word. What I want for you, deeply love, what I truly want for you is for you to be able to realize, achieve, bring to life those dreams that you have in your heart, but also in a way that really nourishes who you are. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at a productivity reframe that really shifted it all for me, and we're also going to look at my productivity protocol. Today's Mindset Monday reads, Productivity is a feeling. It is a feeling that only you can give yourself the permission to feel. It happens the moment that you acknowledge this is enough. Love, you will only be as productive as you allow yourself to feel. So I want to share a scenario with you. And I think it's a scenario that you are going to resonate with. You are going to get deeply. It's a cycle that I used to get stuck in all of the time. And to be honest, I sometimes still find myself in this cycle, but I now have the tools to get myself out of it. So I would start every Monday with the longest to-do list, like this incredible to-do list for the week. And, you know, I would start Monday pretty optimistic. I would be like, you know what? We're actually going to get all of this done this week. We have an entire work week, five days, tons of hours in the day. We can do this. And I would say to myself, you know, this week is not going to be like last week, right? Last week, I, I know we didn't get all of the things done, but, you know, we were also kind of slacking. You know, we were kind of off of our game. But this week, this is going to be different. So Monday, starting it off feeling like we can get this done. So then Wednesday would roll around and I would look at that list and be like, okay, um, okay, I haven't gotten as much done as I would like to, okay, but you know, that, that's okay. That's okay. I can do this. But deep in my belly, there would be this kind of low-grade worry, some anxiety, you know, I, I'd look at that list and think, okay, you only really got three days, Shireen. Can you get all of this done? But I would say, you know, no, 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 no. If I really, really focus, if I really just focus, if I get it together, I can do this. I can really do this. So then, of course, the end of Thursday would roll around and I'd look at that list and say, okay, okay, you have literally one workday 
to do all of these things. And of course, by Friday morning, I would look at that list and it would be mocking me. Okay? It'd be looking at me saying, um, okay, you thought you were going to get all of this done? <laughs> okay. You thought you were going to tick off all of these things. You seriously thought that? And I would get to the end of the week, that list would be mocking me, and I would just feel so defeated. I would finish each week thinking that I wasn't capable, I wasn't motivated, that I, you know, couldn't do the things I wanted to do, that I wasn't able to do the things that I really wanted to do. So I would finish each week feeling pretty terrible about myself, feeling like what I really wanted wasn't possible for me. And I would be filled with so much shame and judgment and guilt. And then, you know, the weekend would happen and Monday would come around and it, it would be the same thing, like rinse and repeat every week after week. And as I'm saying this, is this resonating with you? Is it resonating with you? Do you go through this endless cycle of feeling defeated week after week, month after month? I have a feeling it does because a lot of us go through this cycle. Whether it is at the end of the week, the month, or the year, whether it is for our professional goals or our personal goals, our to-do lists become a signifier of who we are and how capable we are, right? Those to-do lists become much more than just things that we need to do. They become this test for us of how much do you care? How much can you get done? How much can you actually do? And if you can't do this, then that means you don't care and you cannot make those things that you want in your heart to actually happen. So here is the thing with our to-do lists. They don't get shorter. They just don't. And if you are a dreamer, as I said earlier, those lists are actually going to get longer and sometimes scarier. I say this often on the podcast, but every dream realized brings along with it its own laundry list of to-dos. So if you realize a goal, you think, okay, I want to start a business, you start your business. Oh my goodness, love. Now you got all these other things you need to do to allow that business to thrive. So we really have to understand that there is no point in time, there is no magical land called there where we're not going to have a to-do list. Like that's just not a thing. Right? It's just not a thing. And if we allow our to-do list to signify whether we're productive or not, we're always going to fall short. So one of the big keys to becoming more productive is no longer using your to-do list as a signifier of whether or not you're actually being productive. And I know that may not make sense now, but I promise it will in a few moments. So I want to share with you an aha moment, a huge insight that I had around productivity that changed everything for me. When I started this business, holy crap, I was working my job as being a professional opera singer. I was also trying to figure out how to be a business person. And I was also trying to first figure out as well how to be an incredible coach. So my list was huge. And I just could not do all of the things that was asked of me. And I was feeling so incredibly down about myself. And then I had this huge light bulb moment where I realized that there is a difference between B 
being productive and feeling productive. So I'm going to say that again. There is a difference between being productive and feeling productive. Because the truth is that most of us are actually being very productive. When we look at what we do in a day, in a week, in a month, if we actually looked at those things, those things that we are doing professionally and personally, things that are in service of our own growth, of our families, of our communities, of our relationships, we are doing a lot. And oftentimes a lot of those things aren't on our to-do list because they're just required of us. When we look at what we are actually doing in a really objective way, if we look and actually listed all of the things we do, and here's the thing, that's actually a great exercise, is to at the end of the day, take stock of all of the things that you have done. The things that you do not think are important because they're required of you, you will see that you are doing a lot. But because we're basing our productivity on those damn to-do lists that never end, we never feel productive. So we're being productive, but we don't feel productive because we're basing our feeling of productivity on that list. So then how do we feel productive? Love, feeling productive is a feeling that only you can give yourself the permission to feel. We feel productive the moment that we say to ourselves, this is enough. I've done enough. When you can look at that list and when you can see all of those things that you have done, whether you've listed them or not, and say, hey, this is enough. With everything that's going on in my life, with the capacity that I have, I can be happy with this. And maybe you can't feel happy about it. Maybe you just say, I can accept this. This was enough for today. When we can allow ourselves to do this, this is when we start to feel productive. Feeling productive is a feeling that only you can control. Productivity is truly a feeling. And, And this is the big aha that I had is realizing, oh my gosh, Productivity truly is something that we feel inwards. It's not just this external thing. This was such a game changer for me, right? Feeling productive is something that I can actually control. I can sometimes not control my to-do list. Things happen, my energy wanes, life lifes, you know? But feeling productive, that is actually something that I can control. You know, when I look back at that cycle I used to go through, right, that cycle of starting off Monday feeling kind of optimistic and ending the week feeling totally ashamed of myself, I realized, oh my gosh, I was actually being productive. But because what I believed I could do and what I actually realistically could do were so different, I never allowed myself to feel productive, right? And that stopped me from sometimes reassessing my to-do list, because I would create them and there would be no flexibility, no leniency as to me being a human being whose energy changes or just me being a human being who just simply cannot get all of those things done. Even though, you know, maybe we do need to get all of those things done, but is it actually feasible? More on that later. But when I started to allow myself to really feel more productive, the incredible thing, and I didn't know that this was going to actually happen, was that I actually became more 
productive, like very tangibly became more productive. So let me explain. In the past, I was going through the cycle and at the end of the week, I felt like a failure. I was judging myself. And because I felt like a failure, I would start off every Monday not really believing fully what I was saying, right? So I was saying to myself, hey, you can get all of this done. It's a fresh week. You can do it. But there was this feeling in the pit of my stomach. There was this voice that was saying, no, you can't. No, you can't because you didn't do this last week or the week before. So even though I was like saying you can get it done, I wasn't really believing I could get it done. So I was embarking my week with this fake optimism and fake hope that I could do it all, but really with the underlying belief that I couldn't do it. And because I had this underlying belief that I couldn't do it, I, I kind of felt defeated and hopeless from day one. I had all this proof, all this evidence that I wasn't able to do this in previous weeks, so why would this week be any different? And I would get to Friday and it would be this self-fulfilling prophecy. It would be more proof and evidence of how I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do. And this kept happening over and over again because I was waiting for the day where I could tick off all the things on my to-do list, which was impossible because as we have said, those to-do lists are endless. Those to-do lists are often not really practical. So when I had this shift of, oh, hold on a second, there's a difference between being productive and feeling productive, and I am the only one who can allow myself to feel productive. So what I started to do at the end of the day, at the end of the week, was to really allow myself to acknowledge all of the things I did get done. And I would start to write down those things outside of my to-do list. I would also start to write things that were fun and nourishing for myself, like the times I would go on a walk or I would have dinner with a good friend or get coffee, right? Again, we don't see those things as being productive, but they absolutely are. They're part of our own health and well-being. I would really start to say to myself, hey, I'm proud of you for getting this done. I know this was a hard week for you and you did what you could do. And if it was hard for me to say I'm proud of you, I would say, hey, okay, I accept that this is the capacity we had this week. And that's okay. And as I started to do this, there started to be this softening around how I held myself, how I regarded myself. I started to really feel productive. And by allowing myself to feel productive, I began to feel really good about myself and and who I was. I started to really feel capable and believe I was capable. I started to feel inspired. And so slowly, I started to feel more motivated. I would start Mondays really feeling good about myself, feeling capable. And this allowed me to really start those Mondays without that fake optimism and hope, but instead with real optimism and hope. I didn't have this evidence or proof that I couldn't get it done. Instead, when I looked at the weeks before, I was like, wow. You can get this done. You can do all of the things. And if not all of the things, you can do the important ones. It allowed me to stay motivated and often to stay on task. So by allowing myself to feel more productive, I accidentally unlocked the key to actually being more productive. 
When we allow ourselves to feel productive, we feel really good about who we are. We feel that we are actually capable. And that is what allows us to be inspired and motivated, which really allows us to be more productive. And so in my experience, in my life, this practice of allowing myself to feel more productive is really what allows me to get so much done. So now I want to talk about the productivity protocol, the two things that I think really allow us to feel more productive. So it's only two steps, but they're two very big and important steps that have allowed not only me to feel and be more productive, but also my clients. So the two steps of the productivity protocol are one, acknowledge and celebrate. And the second step is to do less. So I know that that sounds like it goes against everything we're talking about, right? How can doing less allow me to do more? You'll see, okay? So stay tuned. So let's talk about the first step. It's one of my favorites acknowledging and celebrating. We as humans, as adult humans, because kids actually don't have this problem, but we do as adults, we're really bad at acknowledging and celebrating our accomplishments. We're especially bad at acknowledging and celebrating the small things that we do each and every day. Because our to-do lists are so long, because our dreams are so big, whenever we do anything, it just seems small to us. It seems like, oh, well, this is something I needed to do anyway, but there's so many other things I need to do as well. We're on to that next to-do. We're on to that next task. And we totally sidestep all of these tiny achievements, tiny things that we are doing each and every single day. And by doing this, we are doing such a disservice. Those things, those daily things that we're doing, they are worthy of acknowledgement and celebration. So the first step of acknowledging and celebrating is for you to reframe what you think an accomplishment is, what you believe is worthy of acknowledging. We ignore the things that we do each and every day because we're chasing down the bigger thing, the bigger dream, the bigger goal. Brene Brown has this great quote, which is about how we miss out on our joy because we're so busy chasing down the extraordinary that we forget the ordinary. And this is the first step of the productivity protocol. It's asking you to celebrate the ordinary, to make the ordinary extraordinary. We don't acknowledge how sending that email to that person was a big deal. We don't acknowledge how going to the gym or moving our bodies is a big deal. We don't acknowledge how sometimes getting out of bed and brushing our teeth is a really big damn deal. For me, this was a game changer. When I started to really celebrate the small things, and this is a really tough practice at first because you're going to be like, Sharin, this thing, this is not worthy of acknowledgement. This is not worthy of celebration. But it is. It is. When you start to do that, you get this amazing feeling of pride and competence and capability. This is when we start to feel productive. I, I started to really celebrate those things like, oh my gosh, I finally sent that email. I finally contacted that person. I started making these quote unquote small things really big moments in my life. And because I started to do that, I started to see myself differently. I started to see myself 
as a productive person, as someone who is capable of doing the things that I said I was going to do. And by unlocking those feelings, by acknowledging what I was doing, I became, in my own eyes, a capable, motivated, productive person. I started to change who I believed myself to be, which is a big part of everything we're talking about. In the past, I didn't believe I was a capable, productive person. But once I started to really acknowledge and celebrate and shift my ideas around what was worthy of acknowledgement and celebration, that's when I started to see myself, to believe myself, to be capable and productive. Love, those small things that you're doing, they're not small. The small things are what add up to the really, really big things. And it's really important for us to take a moment to acknowledge them, to celebrate them. And when I say acknowledge and celebrate, I don't mean you got to break out the champagne. But you know what? You know, you could do that too. But it can be the simplest of things. And I call these micro celebrations, okay? So this is kind of the second part of our first step. So in celebrate and acknowledge first, you got to shift what you think is worthy, deserving of celebrating and acknowledging. Okay, that's the first step. The second one is to actually celebrate them. So I call these micro-celebrations because they're small. They can be patting yourself on the back, giving yourself a big hug, saying out loud to yourself, I am so proud of you. You did that. Y'all, I do this myself. My husband knows he'll be in the other room watching a show and I'll just say out loud, I am so proud of myself. <laughs> and, and he will often Repeat back, yell back, I'm proud of you too, right? Micro-celebrations could be a dance party for one, going for a walk, eating your favorite piece of chocolate, okay? It's just taking that moment of time, even if it's a millisecond, to say, yes, you did that. I want you to start really acknowledging what you're doing each and every day, because I know you are doing things each and every day that are important that are in service of something that is really, really important to you. Stop waiting on the big, on the extraordinary to celebrate and to acknowledge. Because if you are waiting until those big moments, it's too late. It's too late to wait until you accomplish that dream love because you know what's going to happen then? You're going to be pretty burnt out and exhausted. Okay, so science also backs up what I'm saying. When we take a moment, even a small moment, to acknowledge our achievements, to celebrate ourselves, what ends up happening in our body is that we get this beautiful dopamine rush. And dopamine is a feel-good chemical. Our bodies like dopamine, okay? So our body starts to equate our day-to-day -day work with this really good feeling inside. But when we don't celebrate our achievements, we do not get that dopamine rush. And so our body starts equating hard work, doing work, with nothing. And that is when our bodies will literally stop us from getting stuff done. Because your body's like, okay, what is the point of all this hard work stuff? There is no ROI for your body. So it will literally stop you from working. It'll stop you from being quote-unquote productive. And we have all been there. That moment when you know you need to do something, when you know you got to work, and your body just doesn't allow you to. This is what is happening. And so celebration is important on so many levels. If we want to keep doing more and more, 
If we want to keep challenging ourselves, we have to allow ourselves, our bodies, our spirits, our minds to feel good. So this celebrating and acknowledging piece is so important on an emotional, spiritual, and physical level. So this week, in honor of the productivity protocol, in honor of celebrating yourself, I really want you to start looking at your day-to-day, whether that is just getting out of bed, putting on real pants, okay, that don't have a drawstring, okay? And yes, I am recording this podcast in joggers, but celebrate yourself. Do something small and really acknowledge those things that you're doing. See what shifts for you this week when you start to actually acknowledge and celebrate. When you start to reframe what is worthy of acknowledgement and celebration. And let me tell you, things are going to shift. So now we're at our second and final step of the productivity protocol. And this is going to sound counterintuitive, but it is to do less. So step one is celebrate and acknowledge. And step two is do less. I am going to speak a truth. And it's a truth that I think is fairly universal. We are not realistic with our to-do lists. We are just not. Listen, I think it's really great to have a grand to-do list, right, and break that down into quarters or seasons. But when it comes down to our day-to-day, our week-to-week, we are more often than not really unrealistic with what we can actually get done, with the demands on our time, with the demands on our life, with what's actually going on. And we make these lists. I've talked about this on the podcast before. We talked about this especially in January. We make lists for a fictional version of ourselves. The version of ourselves who magically has an extra day every week, the version of ourselves who has two assistants, the version of ourselves who doesn't have kids and a family. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like we're creating a list for another human being in a magical, mystical world. And what Do Less is really talking about is I want you to become aware. I want you to get really real with yourself. I want you to have so much self-awareness as you create your to-do list, creating a to-do list that is realistic, that has less items in it, is a really big part of feeling productive. Because if you can look at that list and you can see that you're actually ticking things off and celebrating them, of course, that creates a huge shift in how you feel. You start to feel like, oh, I am productive, right? Look at all these ticks. Look at all these things I crossed off. This makes you believe that you are productive. So I want to share with you how I organize my day and how I encourage my clients to organize their days. So I call this 331. So I created 331 by taking all of these brilliant ideas by brilliant coaches and thinkers that I love around how they structure their day and then seeing what worked for me. And that's what 331 really is. It works for me and I have a feeling it may work for you too. But again, take this and make whatever you want from it. So 331 includes three professional goals I write down every day, three personal goals I write down every day, and one intention. There is a personal and professional part of this because we're human beings. We are 360 degrees. We shouldn't just be focusing on our professional lives. So those things on your personal list can be something small, like maybe going for a walk, sitting down for lunch, calling a family member, moving your body, whatever that may be, right? And one intention. So that one intention is a feeling that you want to have that day. So maybe it's a feeling of joy or adventure 
or calm. This is a great one because I check in with myself every morning when I do my one intention and I say, okay, how do we feel today? Do we want to shift this feeling? Do we want to ground or magnify this feeling? Do we want to maybe seek out another feeling, right? So we're getting really in touch with ourselves. So you have your three personal goals and then your one intention and now your three professional goals. And so with 331, it requires a little bit of experimentation. You have to create a task for yourself that is a stretch, right? That's in service of what you want to get done, but that's also realistic for the person who is here. So it is a task that allows you to go towards that big goal that you have in your heart, but that also takes into account everything that's going on in your life. So I also call these sweet spot goals. And again, check out January's podcast a couple months ago for a whole podcast on sweet spot goals. But very simply, as the name suggests, sweet spot goals is about finding that sweet spot with your goal, right? It's the intersection of what's going on in your life today and where you want to be going. You know, when I look at my old to-do list, I would create a to-do list that just wasn't feasible. Like on Monday, I was going to write an entire page of copy. I'm going to reach out to 10 clients. I'm going to lead a call. I was like, what, huh? That's, that's not possible. That's way too much stuff. And so I couldn't get those things done. And of course, they get pushed to another day and then the whole week would become a mess. So as I said, this is really about you experimenting, seeing what is a stretch and what is actually doable. And what I've actually started to do in my weekly calendar is have half a day at the very end of the week where I have nothing planned in case something needed to move, in case I got a little too big for my britches or, you know, life lifed. To me, this practice of 331 is also a practice in self-awareness, self-compassion, and self-growth. It's really you starting to understand who you are. And there's such a great feeling in knowing that you have your own back. You know, the deeper problem, the deeper issue when we don't tick off the things on our to-do list, when we don't do the things that we say we are going to do, isn't that, you know, we're not being productive. Yes, of course, that does suck. But the bigger thing, even beyond that, is that we start to no longer trust ourselves. We stop believing ourselves. I mean, think of it this way. If you had a friend or a partner who would tell you each week on a Monday that they would do something for you by Friday, and every week they wouldn't do it, what would you start to think of them? Would you lose your trust in them? Would you believe what they say? And this is what happens with us. We lose our sense of self-trust and self-belief, and that's when things really start to unravel. That's where we really start to question whether we can reach the goals that we set for ourselves. So when I create 331 each and every day, I know that I can easily tick off the things that I'm writing and that they are in service of the big things that I'm working toward. And when I tick those things off, when I do them, I feel really productive. I trust myself. I believe in myself. And what ends up happening when I trust myself, I believe myself, I believe myself to be a productive person is that I actually end up adding more and more things to my 331. Now, that's not something that's necessary. 
but I found that this often happens where my 331 ends up becoming a 441 or sometimes 541 or whatever that may be. But that's all cherry on top kind of stuff. But what I'm hoping that you're understanding, especially from this episode, is that when we feel better about ourselves inwardly, we end up doing more outwardly. So, so much of being productive is not about what we're doing externally. It's not about the hacks. It's not about those external tools. It's about what is happening inside, who we believe ourselves to be, whether we trust ourselves, how we celebrate and acknowledge ourselves. That is how we become productive. So this week, love, I want you to try out 331. Maybe not every day, maybe just today or tomorrow. Create those three personal goals, right? Because you are a human being, not doing. Create that one intention by really checking in with yourself and then create those three professional goals that are in service of your wildest dreams of what you need and want to get done. I love 331 because it's all-encompassing. It's about the professional, the personal, the spiritual. It's all of the things, and you really have to practice self-awareness, self-acceptance. The truth is that you, you, my love, are the key to your productivity. And it's not about what you are doing. It's more about how you are doing it. So I really hope that this week you try the protocol. Celebrate and acknowledge your accomplishments, your achievements. Look for those small, quote-unquote, ordinary things. And create a list, a to-do list, that not only nourishes what you want to get done, but who you are as a person. I promise you, if you start doing these things, if you start implementing the protocol, everything will change. Yes, you will become more productive, which is great, but this is most important. Your experience of your day-to-day, your experience of your own life is going to transform. And that is what is truly the most important thing. You will start to believe that you're a capable person, that you can do the things you say you're going to do. You can follow through. You are productive. You can get it done. Now, my love, it's time for you to take these tools and to try it out. So before we end, I want you to think of one thing that's resonating with you from today's episode, and we're going to take a deep breath in and out, and I want you to just hold that thing at the top. So breathing in, holding on to that insight, and now breathing out. Until next week, I will talk to you then. Thank you so much for joining me this week. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend, subscribe or follow where you love listening most. And if you haven't yet, leave a review. You can do this on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Podchaser, or Podcast Addict. Until next week, love.